You know, young rich niggas. You know, so we ain't really never had no old money. We got a whole lot of new money though. <laughs> if your metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Raindrop, drop top, drop top, smoking no cooking the hot box. Fucking on your bitch, yeah, dot, dot, dot. Cooking up dope in the crock pot, pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Hey. I don't try nobody grit the trick. Nobody call up the gang and they come and get gang. Cry me a river, give you a tissue. It's been a while. I've missed you. I've missed whispering sweet nothings into each and every one of your earlobes. And I hope that you've missed me too. Today's show. I I got a message from my my man Miles Brown. He was like, "Yo, we got to discuss Kanye." And I said, "Say no more." And so what happened or uh, what you're about to hear is a conversation between myself and my man Miles Brown who uh a friend of the show has been on before and I just discussing what the fuck is wrong with Kanye West. Uh we we go into some other things from that like his relationship with Jay-Z. Uh, Jay-Z in general, we talk some Beyonce, uh, we go a lot of, it's a lot of different branches on the tree, but the tree itself is a what the fuck is Kanye West doing tree. So the next voices you'll be hearing are myself and my man, Miles Brown. All right, I got my man, Miles Brown here. He, <laughs> he said he wanted to, to talk some Kanye, which could mean a number of things. So I will, I will defer to him here. Now, you know what? I want to defer to you first. I mean, what's on Oh gosh, about <laughs> about Kanye life. What 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 are you going to? I mean, let, let's start there. Let's start with Kanye. I, I mean, I don't. Nothing I heard, and referring, of course, to the the things he said at the con. I think it was at Sacramento. Yeah. I I, I didn't hear anything that surprised me. Like nothing that. He said, like, I, I saw the clip before I saw the outrage. So when I saw the clip, I was like, eh, all right, this this sounds about right. I mean, it was part for the course as far as I was concerned. Yeah, like, I, who, who was surprised about Kanye West supporting Donald Trump? I mean, I saw something that was, it was funny and it was very true. I forget who said it. I think it was Jamila. She said if uh, if Kanye had a hive, the name should be what he meant was. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's true. Because, yeah. I mean, like, if you if you look at what he's saying, you see what he's trying to say. But you also can't fault anybody if they're like, no, nah, I'm not feeling that shit. This is a grown man. If this nigga can't articulate his thoughts, then that's on him. Right. It's not my job to actually, you know put together the puzzle that he just laid the pieces out for. Exactly. Like if you, if you've been doing that for Kanye, like this, this was the line of all the things he, he said, this one was the line. I, I mean, maybe to, I've just got the bar set low for him at this point. I mean, and I even understand that because it's, it's a dangerous time right now when, you know, everybody's angry, everybody's scared, everybody's holding people accountable for what they say. And I mean, he can't be beyond that. But at the same time, I mean, at the risk of being on what he meant was, I see. No, please do. He he liked the aspects of Trump's outspokenness. Mm -hmm. He liked how, you know, Trump was a rogue candidate who went against the grain, who didn't follow, you know, traditional means. Right. And I understand that because, you know, that's that's very Kanye. 
That was a line. You, you, you can't you can't explain that away, right? Because before it was just like, yo, you know, if this dude is just kind of rude, he's kind of outspoken, he's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, sure. That's that's Kanye West. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> that that Venn diagram is one circle. It's like, yo, I would have voted on him. That means you condone all the other shit that he does that you didn't speak on, and it either means that you're ignorant to it or you just don't care. And that's where people have every right to get mad and check the dude up against the wall. I mean, I, I mean, exactly. Like you said, it's, I, I do wonder if he is living in a space or thinks he's living in a space where, I mean, I, I guess he kind of is just living where that stuff just doesn't matter to him. It, it's not relevant to him. It's not going to affect him directly in any way. Yeah, because, I mean, I saw people talking about how, you know, I mean, because he did say, you know, this is this is a racist country. Just basically get over for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, my thing with Kanye is whatever he says, ask that dude again tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, what what happened to, uh, what did he Racism say? don't exist. Yeah, race, yeah, it's a dated concept or something, something along those lines, he said. But, again, today right. today's Thursday, so he feels differently about it. And then he got on the leather sweatpants and then racism did exist when it was happening to him. So, you know, I mean, it's just, he's, he's kind of lost the quiet air just with his inconsistency. And I, I don't know. I mean, it was just, I, I had an interesting conversation with somebody I respect the other day. And, you know, she, she really called me and she was like, yo, you, you really, because what did I say? I said, basically, like, if you take somebody who is, I don't want to, I don't want to diagnose this dude. I think that's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. But I think that at this point, we, we have to acknowledge that he has some kind of problem. Right. Or some kind of, you know, imbalance. Right. And I don't want to stigmatize that, but at the same time, you got you to gotta call the spade spade. Yeah. And when we take somebody like that and we, we encourage them to make their whole brand saying outlandish shit, mm-hmm. and eventually they're going to say some shit you don't like. Right. And I mean, then the question becomes like, who is that on? And she was like, nah, you know, you rationalizing, you excusing his behavior. And I'm like, nah, no, not at all. I mean, what he said was wrong. I don't agree with it. It was irresponsible. It was stupid. It was ill thought out, if thought out at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I didn't move past that. I'm, I'm trying to get to the why, you know? Right. And I, I guess my thing is, especially when I see what happened with him today, well, you know, they think, they checked him in involuntarily against his will. I mean, apparently, uh, you know, the report was they had a they had a call of a medical uh, medical emergency to the home, and he was nonviolent. But then when the police showed up, you know, he got a little violent. That, that's and, valid, right? You know, and I mean, I forget what the uh, what the code was, but basically, you know, they they took him out on the stretcher, and uh, I mean, they possibly, probably handcuffed him. And now he's being held in the hospital. I mean, what they say it was uh, sleep deprivation and dehydration. And I mean, at first, I thought they were going to go with the normal exhaustion cover. I was going to say, yeah, exhaustion's kind of like a like a coverall. Right. 
that's some Lindsay Lohan shit. <laughs> Exhaustion. But, you know, I mean, I, I just got to thinking about it. And to me, personally, this started with, with Watch the Throne. Mm-hmm. Where he was on tour with Jay and Sidebar. This is when Jay was using him to keep his star shining bright through the last years of his career. <laughs> sure. But Kanye was around him and he saw how Jay had accumulated and solidified true wealth. Jay owned his masters. Jay owned Rock Nation. Jay owned Rock Sports. Jay probably owns a whole host of other things where this dude has multiple streams of revenue that will continue to, you know, they'll keep themselves going for the rest of his life. Right. And then I felt like Kanye looked at himself and he was like, I don't own shit. I don't own my masters. I don't. I mean, I lost money on Pastel. I know they lost money on that Watch the Throne tour. I mean, if you saw the stage set up for that, then you know why. I, I'm assuming that he didn't make much money, if any, on that Yeezus tour. Because if you saw the stage set up for that, you know why. Right. I would doubt, you know, with this uh, with this St. Pablo tour, considering just you know the uh, the mechanism and all the insurance that must be involved. I, I doubt that he's making too much money on this which might be why he went and added 30 more shows. Mm. This is a dude who really, I feel like he's at the end of his window, or at least he sees it rapidly approaching. I mean, you're a 38, 39-year-old rapper. You ain't got too many guaranteed goes left. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's it's a thin line between like the Toyota commercials. Right. You know, I mean, we're... So it's... I, I understand there and I you know I kind of empathize where I can where it's like this was a dude he really was just trying to get on his grind and I think that he tried to solidify his own streams of revenue through fashion which was his thing that he thought you know he knew more than anything else and that's when he started bugging out on Nike and he switched Mm -hmm. to Adidas Mm -hmm. that's when that's when he started bugging out about the leather sweatpants you know now every time I feel like he's ranting about something it's because he feels like, true or not, he has the vision and he has the tools to, you know, actually implement the change that he wants to see. But there's things that are holding him back. Mm-hmm. I was saying for, I don't know if I say majority, but for some of that stuff, a lot of the stuff you mentioned that he was saying, he wasn't wrong. No, no, he wasn't wrong. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think that's how he keeps you because that's. Like, I love what Kanye could be. I don't like what Kanye is. Right. Because, I mean, where everything is so prepackaged, everything is so measured, everything is so calculated, it was refreshing to see somebody who was just out there just kind of winging it. Right. Kind of broken that fourth wall and was really just looking right at you and just talking to you. And as much as the dude talks, I mean, something had to, you know, some things land with some people more than others. Right. But yeah, I mean, it just—I think that was the root of it all. Is he's really just trying to to build something, and he—that's why you know the whole sleep deprivation, exhaustion, dehydration. I would buy that. Does it excuse everything that came out of his mouth? No, but I don't think that we're really looking at the totality of what this dude has been trying to do or what he's dealing with. Yeah, like I, you know, you see the the hospitalization today. And it was a lot of, I mean, you never know if it's, it's jokes, quote unquote, but it's not jokes. You know, people saying he's just doing it for, 
know what I'm saying? He's lost it. He's trying to recoup that the tour money if he gets uh if he goes in the hospital. I was like, I don't know, man. Like I like you said earlier, we don't know what it is, but clearly something doesn't seem balanced. Like something's not something's not all the way he's not all the way there. And I mean, even if he is or he isn't, I mean, we didn't stop to to discuss these things when he was entertaining us. Mm. You know? It was only when he started to do things that displeased us that we, we started, you know, just kind of throwing those words around. Because, granted, the dude has, you know, he's gone past ambition. He's gone past belief in self. And, I mean, he's just a borderline megalomaniac, not a full fledged. <laughs> I was going to say borderline. I, I feel like that was past at least a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, that might be a dot on the horizon. Like, <laughs> but, uh... So yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's difficult to watch people just kind of because that's the thing about Kanye. Like people who love everything that Kanye does, no matter what, get on my nerves as much as people who hate everything that dude does, no right. matter what. <laughs> right. Because he he ain't all one thing, and that's what I think. You know, has really dominated all of these discussions. It's just like yo, that nigga's that nigga's crazy. Get him out of here. Oh, you know, he ain't even that good anyway. Or, oh, now, you know, he's a fraud. No, you know, the Kardashians ruined him. And, oh, blah, 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 blah. Where we we really have trouble, like, contextualizing these, these conversations. Or maybe, you know, the things he did wrong are so wrong to you that none of this other shit matters. But I, I kind of like to, to see why. Because that's what's so interesting about him to me is, I mean, he was a real, like, case study and celebrity to me. Mm-hmm. Where this was a dude who came from relatively humble beginnings and made his way up top, and partially for being a very outspoken person, it's it's important. I think he understood the importance of celebrity. Whether we're talking about you know a Bob Dylan or a James Brown or a Muhammad Ali or you know, I mean, it's mostly musicians. It's mm-hmm. through through the course of this last, you know, 50, 60 years that can really, like, implement change and lead culture. Right. And and they're, they're kind of the benchmarks of what we were as a society. When you, you look at, like, our, our most prominent musicians or celebrities, that's what we wanted to be at that time. Right. And I think he, he understood that, and he just kind of took it upon himself to be that newest thing. I mean, I see him as one. I see Beyonce as the other one. And obviously, those are two completely different paths. <laughs> right. Where, you know, I mean, he, he was kind of... Because that was the thing where he was bugging on her. And he was just like, yo, you know, I heard you wouldn't do the MTV Awards unless you won Video of the Year over me and Drake. And he's like, you know, I love Beyonce, but at the same time, like, yo, we be letting the politics get in the way of who we are. And as much as I love Beyonce, I mean, if that is true, it's wrong of him to speak out on that like that. You know, that should have stayed between them, especially somebody, you know, you you almost blew your whole career riding for. But at the same time, I mean, he's not necessarily wrong. Right. <laughs> like, like, that's always what it comes back to. It's like, man, he shouldn't have said what he said when he said it. But he didn't lie. I mean, like, ever since the George Bush thing, we've been like, yo, Kanye, talk your shit. 
And, you know, I mean, that's how this dude's brand became where he could stop a concert and you actually looking forward to him, stop playing music and just start talking. Right. Like, when, when does that happen? When is, when is MTV given five minutes of free airtime to somebody to just go up there and run their mouth? Right. It's like the... <laughs> Like I was the first at like like the HR test. If like a random old white lady in HR at your company knows who this person is, they're on a large scale. Right. You know, because I mean, I'm I'm generally surprised, you know, on how many people don't know who certain celebrities are. I guess it's <laughs> right. because of the bubble that I live in. But yeah, you, you don't you don't know anybody who doesn't know who he is. I guess, but the problem is, is that you know, it's it's, it's not always for the right reasons. Right. I was gonna say the problem is, is that he he knows that. Right. He knows how far his, you know, how far this this reaches out. But like with the Man. stuff, with the stuff, Colin J. Like, what what does he think is gonna come from this? From Colin Jay Z out of the concert. That's uh, where I I just I don't know. I mean, this. Everything from this point, you know, it's just it's kind of speculation. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do feel like Jay used it. I feel like that's what Jay does. I was gonna say, yeah, that he was just the the name at the time, right? Where it's just like, yo, let me let me attach my star to this rising star, and I can stay afloat a little longer. Not that Jay Z didn't earn what he did on his own merits, but at right. that point in his career, now nah, I mean, what was what was his last good album? Oh gosh, I was gonna say good. I, the last <laughs> American I'm, Gangster. I was saying, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, I went to the Magna Carta tour, and oh. uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was going through some things. And no, I mean, we all make mistakes. God's working on all of. Hey, yeah, I, he's not done with me yet. <laughs> and it was, it was just not good. Like it was just yeah. not good, and. I, I mean, I guess that's the, you know, if you love Jay-Z, hate Jay-Z, if you love him, you say that's the businessman in him knowing whose star to connect to. I mean, that's a very, it's a very calculated move. Of course. You can either honor it or you can just see it as kind of duplicitous. I mean, because like he had Kanye, he had Rihanna. He, I mean, he was going to LeBron's high school games. What you doing at a high school basketball game, dog? <laughs> right, we've we've seen you on the court. Like we know you're not there to shoot around with LeBron. He was at he was at Sebastian Telfair's high school games. Yep. I mean, he married Beyonce, who's probably what like close to twenty years his junior. I mean, all of these are very calculated moves to me. Right. You know, I mean, I'm, honestly, you know, I mean, talented, successful people are always going to choose people of that ilk to kick it with, but. It always benefited him. Of course. I think always. that's how he got into the South. Like, growing up in the South, like, Big Pimpin' was the first time we really knew who Jay-Z was. Or I could say I, I did. He was, like, the, the hard-knock life guy until Big Pimpin'. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, he was with UGK. He did the Juvie remix. Like, he was just like, South, I'm here now. Yeah, because, I mean, he saw that I don't want to be regional. I want to be global. Right. And that's why I have to get with what's hot. I have to keep moving before I get passed by. And so that's what I think would happen with him and Kanye. And I think, you know, once Kanye stopped being, because that's the thing, it's like we're only speaking on what we see. Mm. And as much as Jay probably did use him, Kanye is, I mean, imagine the shit Kanye West does behind closed doors. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? 
So I mean, this this dude might have done or said some shit where Jay was just like, "Yo, let me delete this number." Right. Jay's like, I don't have to. Jay's at the point. He's like, I don't have to deal with anybody. I don't ever want to deal with again. Right. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't want to. And that that's in, right now. That's including you, Kanye. Right. So. So maybe Kanye did something. Maybe Jay just used him. But either way, you know, Kanye was hurt. I mean, this is a dude he called his big brother. He looked at him, you know, kind of like a father in the game. So that's why he's, he's, he's lashing out. I mean, you could see it as class for help. Or it could just be arrogance, you know, of somebody who, how dare you not return my calls? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know where it's coming from. But it felt like it was a desperate place, right. no matter which direction it was aimed at. You know, I think it's like the—it's <laughs> like men don't know how to give other men compliments. Like he can't just yeah. say, like, like Jay Z, I really look up to what you're doing, man. I really love to be under your wing. It's got to be, man. You're not calling me back, though. Yeah, like I mean, it's like I, I just want your attention, ho. Right, because I mean, I remember when I heard about tension between them on Watch the Throne. Because, you know, I mean, imagine, because, like, that's what I do respect about Kanye is he puts the money back into the art. Yeah, definitely. He's not trying to be Mr. Big Baller and just hoard all this shit. But at the same time, imagine going on that Watch the Throne tour with that elaborate stage all across the world with Kanye West putting up with all that shit and then finding out you ain't make no money. (laughs) Right. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye just like yelling at the staff in like Greece. It's like two in the morning. Like you just want to go home, and right. but but the set wasn't. Uh, everything was supposed to be two inches to the left. I mean, you, you tired? You got like forty-seven missed texts from Beyonce. You ain't seen <laughs> your baby, and Kanye want to do niggas in Paris fifteen times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I understand how you know Jay is a grown man. He probably just grew out of that relationship. But given his track record, you know, right, it, it looks like yo, there's another one, right? Somebody who could only fly so high with Mr. Z. The thing that I, I like the Watch the Throne tour, like if you've seen, you know, like you said, the stage setups and what type of money Kanye puts back into his own shows for the the visual, the aesthetic of it. Versus if you see Jay Z just like standing in like a two foot like radius and so imagine like if you saw the watch the throne tours like that was what kanye compromised on i always want to know like what was like what was the first idea yeah where did it start yeah like what like, like i think we could perform like riding on like live sharks and jay's <laughs> like okay we could get a fish tank like that like there was compromise somewhere i just want to hear like the very first yeah. uh sessions Right. Right. Like forty-five minutes in. But that's the thing about that. I mean, when he spends that kind of money and he puts it into the art, like I think he has changed the way at least major artists tour. Where I mean, whether it was Watch the Throne, whether it was Jesus, whether it's Saint Pablo, I think he's the first artist to make Instagram ready tours, to make social media ready tours. Mm, where mm. if you're on the floor. Or if you're in the, you know, the cheapest seat in the house, you're going to go home with something to put on the ground. Mm, that's a very good point. You know? And I mean, now, I go, I mean, I go, I only really pay money to go see two art. I go pay to see Kanye. I pay to see Beyonce. B. 
Beyonce started doing the same thing. Mm. You know, where she had like little movie vignettes. She had all of these elaborate set designs. And I mean, on her most recent tour, she had a giant 50 foot cube that spun, separated, reflected her, shot fireworks. Oh, that's some Kanye West shit. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's. It's like before of you in the very back, you're not you're not throwing that on the ground. You just talk about you as there. But yeah, you like this all this footage from him talking is shot from like they sitting in the rafters and nobody cares because it's it's still a nice aesthetic. Yeah. And I mean I went to St. Pablo, I was on the floor and it was great to me because it was like half art installation. You know, at, at certain points, you know, you're just kind of captivated by how this thing moves, how it lights up, separates, folds in on itself, etc. Mm. And it was like half rave. Where right. Everybody like underneath that, that platform was, you know, just kind of dancing, you know, moshing, whatever, just getting it in. And I appreciate that. I think that's where he gets so gassed on himself because he sees that nobody else is doing this shit. Right. I mean, like, I don't know how old you are, but I remember I went to Michael Jackson, uh, Jackson 5 Victory Tour. Jesus. Michael, Michael Jackson didn't do no shit like that. <laughs> I went to Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson had Rhythm Nation, you know, but and she had the movie. She was the first one doing stuff like that, to my memory. But he's utilizing technology in ways that other artists couldn't. Whereas he's constantly, you know, whether it's the music, whether it's the tours, he's, he's trying to push the genre forward. And that's important because, I mean, where would we be if we didn't have the last decade of Kanye West? Ah, that's a good point. Like, oh. like in talking about visuals, I remember when he dropped, it was a video for, I can't even remember what the song was, honestly. And he was dropping it like at, just at random street corners. He would tweet it out, you know, 30 minutes in advance, like 11 p.m. Oh, be, that was new slaves. New slaves. That's, that's exactly what it was. So he tweeted out like, hey, Atlanta, low five points, 1045. And if there is a new video like on my screen. In my lap and I've got to watch like a 30 second ad for it, I'm out. Right. I'm out. I, I know that I got up and went to go see that new slaves premiere there's not another artist i would do that for exactly i mean maybe b but I mean, Ma- yes Beyonce ain't doing shit. i was gonna say yeah she wouldn't she had me enjoy it from the comfort of my home right and so i mean that's that that's kind of that kind of stuff matters because i mean like look at a dude like drake i was just thinking about drake the other day what has drake done for the game that we couldn't do without you know yeah and i mean like take Drake out the game. What's missing? If he never existed, what are, what are we not doing right now that he right. gave to us? Right. Dance hall. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yes, he invented reggae uh, last summer. You may have missed it. Soul samples, lols. <laughs> uh, team ambassadors. I don't know. I. You know. Yeah. I mean, like dudes, dudes warbling around in their feelings, lols. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he didn't. So, he certainly didn't invent that, right? So that's where you know these these benchmarks and how we do things, what people expect. You know, just expanding the realms of possibility. That's what he did, and I mean, I think this is a dude who really recognized his station, who dared to try and go even further, and he popped. 
he wore himself out. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, I mean, I guess right now, I guess what I'm curious about is, one, you know, when this leave, when this stay in the hospital is no longer involuntary, what is he going to do? Is mm-hmm. he going to say, yeah, you know what, I need to pump my brakes for a minute, I need to recalibrate and, and then reassess my situation and how I'm going to move forward now? Or is this a dude who, because of all these things that I'm saying, we're like, I don't own anything. I can't rest. I can't sit here for a minute. Because, I mean, he look, he seems like the type of dude where this shit is driving crazy. Right. Where it's like, yo, I got to be out doing things. And on top of that, like, I know I know some people, you know, who, who travel with, like, 30 different people with them on tour. And these are, like, relatively successful, humble people. Imagine how many people Kanye West got with him. <laughs> right. How, how many people is he responsible for? Right. You know? Whether it's just the dudes carrying that rig around, whether it's his engineers, band, singers, all of that security, where it's just like, yo, I got people dependent on me. They eat off me. Right. And then on top of that, you know, I mean, where you, like we said, he's, he's that global celebrity where every time you go out the door, somebody wants something from you, dog. Yeah, like I, I, I can't even fathom that level of fame. Right. I mean, this to me, like what's going on right now, is it's reflective of uh, some Britney Spears shit. Yeah. You know, where, I mean, this was just a nice little girl from wherever the bumfuck she was. And we didn't stop to consider, like, who she was as a person. Right. It was just like, yo, give us more to consume. Until finally, she was just like, yo, I. I can't stay on this treadmill no more. Like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm breaking. And she went and bugged out, shaved her head, started breaking windows and shit. And, I mean, I think even now, she's a grown woman. she got to be 30-something, 35. She's, uh, she's on a, what do you call that, a conservatorship? Well, her father has to sign off on money she spends. Jesus. Imagine that. You're grown. You're worth millions. You're doing, like, I don't know. you got a basically tenured in Vegas. Right. I was going to say, like... People are still. She could drop an album today and do not, or drop a tour and do numbers. And she can't spend her own money, though. She got two kids. She can't spend her own money. That's rough. Right. I mean, and that's where you know, I feel like when you get to that that level, that that kind of pressure, that kind of ambition, that kind of stress, you either go Britney Spears or you go Dave Chappelle. Hmm. Dave, I mean, in hindsight, the way we've seen how other people have dealt with it, Dave was smart. He said, nah, Doug, you know, here, take this money back. <laughs> right. It's, it's just not worth it. Right. I mean, that nigga don't live on a farm in the middle of Ohio for no reason. <laughs> right. So, it's, it's just, it's disheartening to see what, what the dude is going through, because I always believed he could be a lot more than that. And I think what's fucked up is that because of his, you know, his, like, just straight-up stands, where nothing this dude does or says is wrong, Mm -hmm. it's emboldened all these people. I think they're reacting to his fans more than to him. I I would definitely believe that, yeah. You know, where it's like, this nigga ain't all that. Shut up. (laughs) He says this, he says that. And I get it, because, you know, I do that with some people, too, where I just get tired of hearing about certain people. Like, yo, homie ain't that good. Right. And, you know, I mean, Kanye ain't as smart as he thinks he is. Kanye ain't as, you know, 
creative as he thinks he is. A lot of his stuff is genuinely, I mean, there's a fine line between something being inspired by something and something just being wholly derivative of some shit. Right. And he, he toes that line. You know, like everybody thinks Jesus was this and then you see the holy mountain. Everybody thinks, you know, at least the tour. Everybody thinks Jesus the record was this and then, you know, somebody else starts talking about death grips. <laughs> where, you know, nothing is wholly original in itself. But just the risks that this dude was taking, the doors that he was trying to break down, they, I think they mattered to some degree. I, I don't want to overstate how much they mattered, but this was a dude who wasn't just happy being a celebrity and that in itself along with you know the way that he actually put his money back into the art he never half-assed an album he gave he never half-assed a tour he gave i respect that right and that's where it gives me some kind of i at least want to try and understand what you're saying or what you're doing in these other regards then because i feel like you were just as serious about that it's just that maybe you you don't articulate it as well Right. I remember it was something you had said on Twitter. It may have even been before this, this, the Trump or the concert comments. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was talking about how, like, why TV is so important. And then you tied it into, like, that's, that's kind of why we need Kanye. Because again, he will get on anybody's TV and say anything he feels like. Yeah. I mean, because my thing is, I, I work in marketing. I work for an ad agency. I, I, I write commercials. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just I just started this relatively recently. So I'm still learning a lot of the way that these things work. And a lot of the bullshit-ass commercials you see on your TV, they're compromises. It's where somebody originally had a good idea, but the brand has their own agenda. The brand has their own, you know, talking points that they want to make. And ultimately, because they have the money, they get to dictate what goes on the air, and you just do the best you can under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like with the Internet, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, you know, social in general or the websites you read, whatever, it's it's a bubble. You know, not as many people know or read that shit as you think you do. Right. The only the only place where we all come together is television, whether it's for a sporting event, an award show, a speech whatever we all got i mean like people literally design their homes around that box mm-hmm. and those, these bubbas you know these these economically anxious rural voters that we're all trying to talk about like how do we reach them or fuck them and i don't want to hear from them they watch the same tv shows that you do right the ones with the safety pins that's how you know it's them <laughs> But I mean, like, you know, somebody somewhere in rural wherever is watching Atlanta. Somebody in rural wherever is watching, you know, Walking Dead, whatever it is that you want. And that's why I I just felt like this was the night that uh, Dave Chappelle was going to be on SNL. It's like this is what SNL does over these next four years in this age of Trump, where we really need to control the discourse is important. And I, I, I haven't watched that show in years. But I think that every week they have an opportunity to, you know, keep these issues in front of people, even if it is in just a lighthearted manner. And I mean, whether these these new shows like Atlanta or anything else of this, ilk, they have the opportunity to address these things, too. Whether, you know, when you're on uh, when you're on Jimmy Fallon or whoever else, you know, has a late night couch now. That's another opportunity for you to speak to things. We saw what Green Day just did at the AMAs for all 
13 people that watched that shit. I was going to say, what did Green Day do? Because I, I don't even know. I mean, it was basically some fuck Donald Trump shit. <laughs> True. Right. So, you know, I mean, that's where these things matter. And because TV is the most tightly packaged, you know, pre-produced, scripted shit there is, it's refreshing to see somebody who consistently gets on your TV and breaks the script. Where you feel mm-hmm. like you are having a real moment, whether that's George Bush doesn't care about black people. When uh, even when he was talking with uh, I think it was Sway on MTV years ago, just about you know homophobia in the black community, which sidebar is a really overstated thing. I mean, tell me a community that ain't homophobic, <laughs> right? But regardless. He always used those opportunities to address things. And I think that's where he really, you know, he gained a lot of public trust. And that's where people started to encourage him. And somewhere along the line, that's where shit got off the rails. And he just kept talking, even though we weren't trying to hear it. <laughs> right. It's almost like the like the stick to sports. Like we right. just we just want you to rush for eighteen hundred a year. Like I right. you don't just stand for the anthem and kneel and rush for uh, eighteen hundred yards a year. Because I mean, the shit that he was talking about with Hedy Slimane, it was true. Black people do dictate this culture. Mm-hmm. Rap, rappers are the new rock stars. We and I mean, America, our greatest export is our culture. People want to do what we do. They want to chill how we chill. They want to rap how we rap, dress how we dress, talk how we talk, and that's generally coming from black culture. So when we are dictating, or we're not dictating, but we're creating the culture, but we're not the ones benefiting from it, but we're not the ones in full control of how to direct it, and you have somebody of his ambition who thinks that he knows where we need to go, and he can't get there, I understand that frustration. Right. Some of it is born of ego, but some of it is genuine. Right. So, I, I don't know, I mean... Kanye ain't just one thing, and that's why I hate to see him boiled down to just one thing by so many people. Right. See, like my thing, I've I've never, I've never seen him in concert, and I, I'm pissed because like now I I still want to see you know him perform in concert, but it's like, damn, like get his money to the the Trump campaign. Like, is this is this what my ticket money is going towards? Yeah, I mean, now he's he's bounced back from so many of these other things, and it's been because of the art. Right. You know? Exactly. Where, like, he was saying some dumb shit, Bill Cosby is innocent. I mean, God, we, we still don't know whether he meant that or not. <laughs> we'll never Lord know. Knows, right. Lord knows the boy didn't surrender the, uh, the benefit of the doubt. But... <laughs> As, as soon as you heard Father Stretch My Hands, we weren't talking about Bill Cotton's no more. True. <laughs> there's, no re- there's no new record coming. You know? We're going to have to sit with this taste in our mouths with this dude for a minute. And that's not good for business. Because if with his ambition and what he's trying to build, whether it's with his fashion ship, with Adidas, or anything, you know, any other side venture, it's all based on the fact that he is who he is as an artist and once you lose your appeal or your credibility as an artist this other shit don't matter right 
people like Jay-Z can only run Rock Sports because he's Jay-Z. Right. If Jay-Z all, all of a sudden turned into Ja Rule, ain't nobody trying to sign with that. Right. Like, if nobody wants to sign with a, a pretty good rapper. Right. You want to be with the dude who can give you things that other agents can't. Right. You want to meet Beyonce. You want to meet Kanye. You want to meet Rihanna. You know, you want to be backstage at the show. You want to know about the Illuminati, you know, key card. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> we got you. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I really wish that, and that's the thing, because I remember, I think it was Sway who asked him that. He was like, yo, why don't you start with something smaller, doggy? And he was just like, yo, who are you to tell me how to drink? And that's a very real thing. It is. You know, I can't. But I really wish that he would have gone that Dr. Dre route. Because Dr. Dre got more money than anybody, and that nigga, he never left the studio. There wasn't no, <laughs> right. wasn't no clothing line, wasn't no liquor, you know? It was just these beats. Oh no, I came up with these headphones for you to listen to these beats to. Let's call them beats. <laughs> oh, Apple came through, bought my shit, took the jack off of their phone just so they could sell my wireless headphones. Like, that, that that's, that's chess and checkers shit. Right. Where, I mean, Dr. Dre got to be sitting on at least 250 M's, maybe half a billy. Well, I know that. I thought the Apple bill, Apple deal pushed him into a bill. Yeah, that's, I don't remember the numbers on that. But whatever it was, I'm not surprised. So, yeah, he could be sitting on a billion. Where now, if he says, hey, you know what? I do want to start a clothing line. I want a cologne. I want a cereal. I want some, some toe warmers, not socks. Just individual <laughs> things. Dr. Dre toe warmers. He could do that because of the capital that he accumulated just through his, you know, his primary talent. Right. I, I, I wish Kanye, because I mean, you can't tell me Kanye couldn't have done that. Yeah. But he didn't. And I mean, you look at Pharrell. Pharrell has very quietly done all of the shit that Kanye was trying to do. Whether it's the Louis shit, the yeah. Jesus shit, you know, this, that, the other. Like that's gonna be another one. You are gonna look up one day and see like Pharrell's worth five hundred fifty million dollars, right? Because I mean, how long has this dude been around? It's been like twenty something years. Like for real, and he ain't took an L yet. So it, it, it's just I don't know. I mean, I think that when he looked at something what Pharrell did, and he's like, I don't want a sneaker. I want a line. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me access to you know the factories to the uh to the materials at cost like you get them so that i can sell these things and and produce them in the manner that i want to but when he constantly feels like he's you know getting patted on the head and son to used by somebody else in order to profit their bottom line then that's probably when he starts bugging out right and i mean it's it's just like I, I identify with that. I'm sure you might to an extent too, where, you know, some people just say play the game and other people are just like, nah, fuck that. Right. I'm a fuck that dude. <laughs> Plus one. You know? So, I mean, when he's just out here, fuck this, fuck that, I can't tell that nigga to calm down. Right. I can just say, oh, I, I feel you. I don't know if I would do what you do, but I feel you. And I, I think the problem with him is is that this is his mouth man yeah where a a little learning is a dangerous thing 
<laughs> Word to Nas. Where he he must feel like, yo, I I know black people, I know struggle, I know you know I'm South Side, I'm this, I'm that. I dropped out of college. Take it from me. Right, but it's like you you got to know because that's what's interesting to me. Like I know people who work with Kanye, and you know I mean I, I've read just about other people. Who, as far as a collaborator. He's a, he's a very willing collaborator. He'll be like, yo, what do you think it is? Oh, this is whack. Toss it. How can we make it better? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. Show me how to do this. You're better at doing this. Why don't you do this while I do that? Right. So, I mean, that, that ego that we know him for, it's not there when he's making the art. You know? But it is there with everything else. And I just right. understand that. <laughs> Where it's just like, dog, why don't you just acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses? Why don't you say what you know? And don't speak on what you don't know, but go learn about that shit. Right. That's where somebody like a push a T. I mean, like, it really bugged me out seeing him out there getting trotted out by Hillary. Wow. Have you retweet some shit? You could like go meet Pusha T at the polls or something. Like, I was like, what? What? Did I read that right? I'm like, how many niggas you know that she personally locked up forever with these fucking crazy ass laws? <laughs> right. And now you out here stomping for them. Is that, see, that, I, see, that was different. Right. And I mean, like, I, I saw, I, was like, I think it was Remember, he, uh, he interviewed Push, or he wrote, uh, he wrote a good profile on him. And Push talked about, how, well, yeah, you know, I understand, those, I understand those reservations. But ultimately, if I'm in a position where I can make the changes that I feel need to be made, or at least start us on down that path, I can't turn down that opportunity out of what would be pride or, you know, bitterness. And it's like, yo, that's a real thing. I respect that. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm not <laughs> doing it if that's where you go. Right. It's, I mean, it goes back to like the, uh, like the sway thing. How, who are you to tell me how to dream? Like Nike right. or Adidas, you know, offered me a shoe. I feel like a lot of people, yeah, we want to give you your own shoe. We just be like, yeah, that's great. I got a shoe with Nike. And this is a guy whose mindset was like, that's not good enough. Right. That's not good enough. <laughs> that's like he's not extent. wrong yeah to an extent that's where he learned from Jay he said I don't want to be an employee I want to be the boss but the thing is is I mean Jay's shit was so much more organic and it was of a different time this was a dude who you know had accumulated I don't know how much money just from hustling he talked about how he's still spending money from 88 when crack blew up and I believe it <laughs> right but at the same time it was just like he, Jay couldn't get a deal so Jay went and started his own shit, starting a record label and then, you know, ascending to being the boss of that record label and then it, and, and, uh, including your, your masters in your buyout. That's not a blueprint, dude. That's a fluke. Right. Ain't, no, ain't nobody else going to follow that plan. Right. You know, he did. <laughs> like, imagine if that happened now. Like how I, I, I don't I can't think of anybody ascending to that height. No, I mean, the the. Uh, the trickiest shit I've seen since is uh is recently with this Frank Ocean thing. Mm. Def Jam with the Okie Doke. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. He really pulled a fast. <laughs> here's here's your album. Here's my album, niggas. Wait, did they sue? I know they were talking about suing him, but I never heard anything else. Did he beat that? I I didn't keep up with it. I'm sure that it's an ongoing thing. You know, you you don't settle that kind of shit. Over I was gonna say like they <laughs> they're not gonna take that lightly, but I support that one thousand percent. Exactly. Where like those are the those are the moves you gotta make in order to gain your independence. And that's 
I guess that's the thing is Kanye was simultaneously fighting for his independence, but he was also trying to align himself with the powers that be. Mm. And it's like mm-hmm. you, you can't have both. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's gonna be two sides. Like that, that's not gonna work. Right. Well, I mean, this nigga keeps like I don't know how many times I've heard him talking about yo. I called Mark Zuckerberg. What the fuck was he gonna do? To me? <laughs> Right. <laughs> like I don't even understand what that plan was. What are y'all talking about? Right. Why do you have his number? Want, Does Mark Zuckerberg know you have his number? You, you want a like button and a Kanye button? I mean, like, what y'all gonna do? <laughs> Regardless. You know, right. Kimoji wasn't I enough. I can't tell that man how to dream, but it's just like you were. Because I mean, he's talking about like I needed my Medici family or Medici family. How do you pronounce that? It's like I need my benefactors to actually give me the money to go out and do my things that I do. But the problem is, is that, you know, they can't trust you with that money. Because right. you that nigga who just goes out there and says it does whatever you want to. <laughs> right. You can't have both. Like, it's the reason you got in that room. It's also the reason they won't hand you the keys. Right. And I mean, that's where I really wonder, because that's the thing, is like, Jay just because of his whole persona he can't be an old rapper that's yeah. all he really hears now from niggas like yo you old dog go sit down right like, do niggas even do crack anymore I, I was gonna say ah, nobody trying to hear these Basquiat raps bro <laughs> you know so I mean what he could have done at, at a rapper at his age is like when Beyonce just ethered him <laughs> with a whole album and a movie that's the only move that's the only thing I would have wanted to hear from Jay-Z on record <laughs> not, 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 not a response where like you diss your wife but like you open up and you show me like what have you learned as a man how have you grown as a man I'm not saying you know make me some family friendly raps or some shit right but show me something new show me show me some growth Step outside of your comfort zone. That's the only thing left for him to do, at least as an artist. And he won't do that. Nah. I, yeah, so he, <laughs> I like, I think the last thing he tried to hitch his wagon to was like, kind of like the trap sound. Right. Like, and with I mean, the, the Rick Ross song, get Mike Will on it. And he was like, ah, I tried it once. It did not work. Every other time it worked. Because I saw him in, uh, in the studio with Zaytoven, and I'm just like, I ain't trying to hear that. Nah, I, I have no need for right. that. It's like, you know, that's like your dad, you know, just showing up with his hat backwards somewhere. You see your dad in the club. <laughs> right. Uh, Daddy, go home. Like, <laughs> I, like, I would actually, like, I respect, like, I mean, and speaking about Kanye, I respect, like, Kanye raps about his life as it is. Now, I can't relate to that but I still respect him rapping about his life as it is as it changes he's right like couches couches which one should I pick I can't relate I can't relate to that shit I've never like right like I got a couch right (laughs) right so but to hear him rap about that like that's cool that's that's your life that's what you're going through and I mean that's where you know that, that was another benchmark in the game where like he outsold 50 cent and people mm. really, people really point back to that as you know that was like the the quote unquote death of gangster rap, and that's <laughs> where you know you you have your, your people like Drake or all of this singing ass rapping or whatever that arose from that, where you don't have 
to be, you know, this mean mugging, clock carrying nigga to be a rapper anymore. Right. You can just be somebody that can rap. And you can achieve that scale of success. Right. And that, that's where I think that Kanye could be the first rapper to age gracefully. I mean, not even gracefully, obviously, at this point. We having this conversation that gracefully. But Kanye <laughs> could be a 45-year-old rapper if, you know, the uh, if the sound is still relevant, if he's still pushing boundaries, if he finds a way to shift that lane in, the, in his subject matter, he could, you know, I mean, he could go on forever like Stevie Wonder, where it's just like, yo, Kanye got a new sound. Kanye did this, Kanye did that, or Kanye just produces a la Dr. Dre for a new genre or a new generation of, uh, of artists. So, I mean, he, he can do that. And I think that there'll always be a place for him in that. I just worry that he don't want it anymore. Right. I was like the he sees that as like small potatoes. Ah, uh, yeah. Like the thing, like the, a difference again between he and Jay is like you feel like Jay is attaching himself to a wave. But if I feel like, I feel when Kanye, if Kanye brings in like Quavo or Metro Boomin or designer, like a young guy, I feel like he legitimately wants to learn. Yeah. Like Jay Z's like, all right, do your do your cool stuff over there, and I'll attach my dad rap to it. Right. Kanye's like. Okay, show me, like, show me this. Wow, that's like I hadn't thought about that. That's dope. You should do that on this song. Like right. that. That's why I like if he's gonna age well under forty five. It's gonna be because of that. Of all the criticisms Kanye get, it's never that he's too old. Mm-hmm. You can say a million things about him, but nobody's ever like it. Might be get your dumb ass off the stage, but it's never get your old ass off the stage. Right. That that time has not come for him yet. Where I mean, this this new generation. You know, whether we're talking about Drake or anybody beneath that, you know, or Kendrick Lamar or, you know, like all of these young boys, they still look up to him. Right. And I, I don't know. I just, I like how when he creates a track with an artist, even if it's an artist that you didn't expect him to be with, it, it doesn't sound forced to me. I might not always like it. Right. But, but it's one wave, you know? Right. It's, it's not like one wave and another wave, like Drake and Future, like Jay Z <laughs> and Insert Rapper here. It's right. like, nah, y- y- y'all truly collaborated on this shit and found, you know, balanced out each other's strengths and weaknesses. Like, I, like as you said, I thought of the uh, the Post Malone track. I would call myself a Post Malone uh, fa- or a Fade, the song Fade. But Post, yeah. Malone, like Post Malone, did his thing on that track. Right. That he worked in, you know, I don't know if Kanye gave some tips or it was like, hey, you do a thing. I want you to do exactly that thing on this track. And like you said, it worked. It doesn't feel forced. It feels genuine. And again, that's another I think he can age gracefully if he wants it, you know, for that reason. Same thing with uh, the week. I don't fuck with the weekend like that. <laughs> Plus one. I mean, I can't imagine hearing anybody else on fuck my life. Yeah. Like he's he killed it. I, I don't I don't ever remember myself i mean there's like a chris brown track that i've liked in my entire life <laughs> but when chris brown hopped on waves i couldn't imagine hearing anybody else on that shit exactly you know who else can throw cuddy elton john rihanna and fergie on a track and the shit was booming right you know where i mean he is unmatched at that I really, I hope he keeps doing it. I don't know how he can know when it's like this setback 
for somebody of that, you know, ego, I don't, I don't think you take that and say, okay, let me reassess. It's let me double down. I was going to say, I feel like that for better or worse is exactly why he's going to power through. Like mm-hmm. this is just a, it's just a blip on the radar. I said some stuff last week. I wasn't feeling well. I'm back. Yeah, but that's the thing is, I mean, like, I don't know if he'll power through. Right. I do believe that he's going to try to. And I don't know whether it's going to be born of stubbornness or of ego or because I don't know what his plan is. And I don't know if he feels like the way he's going is not only the way he wants to go, but the only way he can go. Right. Because, like, I don't know the respective industries that he's trying to operate in. Maybe some Dr. Dre shit for him is just not plausible because of the way that the industry has changed or whatever, whatever, you know? So I just feel like he, he's going to keep trying this fashion thing. And he should to some degree because, I mean, he's had, he's had a, some moderate success. Like the shoes sell out, but, I mean, the clothes, I, I ain't seen nobody in the street wearing that shit. I don't know about you. Nah. You know, I don't know what the resale value of that kind of stuff is. But um, he has to find his true niche. And I think that people are just hopping on this fashion thing just because it's him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, those Yeezys, at least the lows, they've grown on me to the point where it's like, yo, you know, those are dope. If somebody gave me a pair of those, I would rock. Right. But when I first saw them, like, nigga, those are Roshis. You know? <laughs> right. You know, like, 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 you ain't fooling nobody. And them highs. I mean, I'll wear them when I go to the moon, but not a second before. See, that's how I felt at first. Then the more I saw them, I was like, man, I'm kind of growing on me. And that's what I'm saying is I feel like it's all attached to him. And because it's attached to him and because his star is so hot right now, then those things are just ubiquitous. You know, they're omnipresent. Mm-hmm. Where you're gonna keep seeing it, and it is gonna grow on you. You're gonna see everybody with it to the where it's just it's the power of suggestion, and it's just like yo, you know, yeah. I mean, whether I want them just because they're a status symbol, or I truly think that I fly, or you know, I just kind of came around and I grew into my own style, and this happens to be it. He can still capitalize on that, but how long can you do that? Like that's the thing about fashion, like that. Like he's talking about some Ralph Lauren shit. But Ralph Lauren doesn't make trendy shit. Right. Ralph Lauren makes staples. Right. You know? Ralph Lauren makes, like, Oxfords and fucking khakis and, like, denim that you can rock wherever. Forever. Whenever. Right. That shit never goes out of style. And that's not the way he's also. I mean, that's why I don't know how far he can go with that shit. And that's where I don't know if he has a plan to transition into those kind of things or if this nigga's head is just so big where he thinks he can be 60 years old rocking crazy shit and young boys are going to want it. I, I think that's where he's at. I don't know who I don't know who. And maybe that's the frustration with the Jay-Z shit. I don't know anybody you know, in his life. And maybe he just wants somebody to bounce these ideas off of. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's that's another question of who does this dude listen to? Right. You know, because I mean, like, I'm sure he listens to Kim to some degree. And I mean, I'm sure that she can actually help him navigate some of this whole fame thing. But as far as the respective industries that he's in, you know, I mean, like, how much, she, how, what can she tell him? Right. Like, I love you. I believe in you. Good luck. Right. Like, I'll show up when you figure it out. Like, I will wear all your clothes. But yeah, again, I mean, like, he can't get any older and expect to keep young people. And middle aged people ain't going to be wearing that shit. Right. 
that, you know, like, because they're like, yo, I'm grown. I want some grown man shit. I don't want a shirt with a bunch of fucking holes in it. <laughs> right, an $800 shirt. Right. I mean, like, that's because, I mean, that's when I stop. Like, you, you reach a certain point in your life where you realize that the cost of this shit, unless you have that kind of disposable income, is not worth it because it's out of style before the calendar even flips over. Right. And then you embarrassed to wear it. It's just like, oh, you wearing that Pyrex? Right. Right. You dog? I just spent six hundred dollars. Right. I've worn it twice. Please let me <laughs> let me live. Like slow down. Guys. <laughs> what are you doing? But that's how the shit works, and that's why I feel like. I mean, that that might be what his frustration ultimately is. This nigga is trying to build on vapor. <laughs> mm. This shit comes and it goes. Yeah. And you can't hold on to it that tight. I, I mean, he's 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 going to learn. Or I hope he learns. Like, I seriously hope he learns and he doesn't end up broke. Because I for his you know, taste for life and how much he puts into things, like you said, if I mean, when? You know, if you think it's already started declining, when that star diminishes, I don't know if he's going to be the one to say, all right, guys, we got to scale back costs with it. Yeah. And I mean, that's where, I mean, he's talking about Kim. He said he was, what, 53 M's in the hole? Jesus. And Kim, Kim got him out of debt. Like, Kim, Kim has so much more money than him. It's, 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 it's probably ridiculous. It's the dream, really. You know, where... And I think that was another thing that was kind of a Jay-Z move where, mm. you know, he was with Amber and he's like, yo, you know, I'm going to I'm going to get you in this fashion thing. I'm going to get you some spreads. I'm going to get you out. Here. I'm going to make you a household name like me. But ultimately, you know, it was like uh, I forget what track that was with Jay. I think it was on one of them R. Kelly joints where he was talking about how you don't really know how somebody feel about you until y'all both got money. <laughs> right. You know? Right. If y'all both broke, then, you know, you're just two broke niggas and you ain't got nobody else. You got no other options. Right. If, if I got money and you don't, or vice versa, I never know if you're just hanging around because I'm carrying you. But if we both got money and we both got options and you still fuck with me, then that's when I know that you're the homie. Right. That's when I know what we built for this. And I think that's what, how he was looking at Amber. And I think he did that girl wrong in so many different ways. Yeah, but but at the same time, and like that's where he looked at Jay. He's like, Jay got Beyonce. Jay don't have these problems. Who can I get this like that? And there you go. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes as much sense as anything else. You know, where I mean, marriage. Whether we're talking about you know, like old castle days of arranged marriages, or now, this is as much business transaction as it is of love right when you know how many, how many dudes you know how many chicks you know where it's just like yo I, I love this person but I can't see a life with them because you know they can't get their shit right right I ain't trying to be broke all my life <laughs> right I was gonna say and this even like at this point you know you mentioned Jay would be uh, him with Kim like for both sides for both sides like if it works out Kim is like nah I might have more money, and I'm still taking some of that. That that's just how this is gonna go down. Because I mean, she has the money that he might have needed, and you know, I'm sure that I'd like to think that to some degree those two do love each other. Because whatever, 
I mean, you're probably misguided. <laughs> you're blinded by plastic surgery or whatever. But uh, he keeps her relevant, you know? Where that that whole brand was starting to dwindle. You know, it's just like, yo, I can only watch Rob <laughs> get mad at, at Chloe so many times. <laughs> once you throw Kanye into the equation, and it's just like, oh, wow, you know? Right. Now, now they, they're hot as long as he's hot. True. He brings them all up. It's like, oh, is Kanye coming? When is Kanye going to be on the show? Blah, 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 blah. Right. So it, it was just a move that benefited them both. And yeah, I, I just wonder how far either of them can go now that I think about it. And it, it's just funny how they both <laughs> put Taylor Swift on blast. And how, how, how long ago was that? Summer? That? Yeah, a few months. That sounds about right. The knees ain't making it through the end of the year and they ain't even worse shape. <laughs> <laughs> right. Taylor Swift somewhere laughing. Taylor Swift about like, to yeah. buy Apple Music in cash. Right. Like, yeah, y'all got them jokes off, but I'm good. How are you? <laughs> like, like, permanent. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope he bounces back, but I think that nothing is guaranteed you know if this dude wants to come back and just buckle down and focus on the music for a little bit get his shit right you know and he finds a path for himself where he can achieve the things he wants in that life I think that's wholly possible but I just don't think that he wants that anymore I think that he wants things that are beyond his grasp I think that he overestimates his value in those things and somebody to dream so big and to go so far and to come so close I don't think they come to grips. I think they crash. Yeah. I like it. I mean, again, going back to like the expense, it's not going to be a, a guys like our sales were down this quarter. We've got to, we got to scale back on expenses, guys. I'm sorry. That's just the game. Maybe next quarter will pick up. I feel like he's now like we lost 10 million. We're not, we're not giving enough. Make it 12 million. Right. And I mean, it's not even the money. It's just the way that he thinks about shit. Right. Or it's just, I can do this. It's not that I can't do this. It's that so-and-so won't let me do this. <laughs> All right. You know, where just your ego leads you to believe that it's never your fault. It's not that the man has absolutely no self-awareness. It's just that in those kind of endeavors, because of the position he's put himself in and his ambition and his ego and just the pressure that he's under, he can't, he can't take it out. He can't accept defeat. Yeah. And, because that would require going back to square one in so many regards where once again this man doesn't own anything what's making Kanye West money right now 10 years from now where he can sustain the lifestyle that he's living right that's what all of this is about he's trying to find that thing he needs his rock nation he needs his rock sports I, I hope he finds it man I, I, I legitimately hope he finds it I don't know if I'd place a bet on it, but I really, I, I really want to believe that this has a happy ending. Yeah, because I mean, he represents so many things that like I've always wanted to see, and I've enjoyed that ride. I think that he's, I mean, almost inarguably, well, actually, I mean, it's still Beyonce, so then they're always going to be arguing. Then like the most relevant artists of the past decade. Right. 
people is just like there will be another Beyonce in some regards because you know there's all that's that's a genre right that's a model to be followed but you know that's that's Tina Turner that's Janet Jackson that's that's Beyonce there'll never be another Kanye West exactly and that's why I'm just like if anything like I selfishly just don't want it to be over because if that's it in 2016 in this age of Trump that's just a very depressing thing oh like, my god <laughs> You know, like, like, we, got enough, we got enough problems. I need like six more fathers to stretch my hands to get me through this term. Like, you know? please, like think, so, think, think of us, Kanye. Think of the children. Think of the children. Listen to the kids, bro. <laughs> Listen to the kids. But that's it. I mean, that's that's where my head has been at. That's where I I hope people stop trying to diagnose this dude or dismiss this dude or just put him in a box or just oversimplify him. And if you don't like him, don't like him. I can't make you. I don't want to. Right. But if you do, you know, like, really reassess why. And, you know, challenge him. Challenge yourself to, to make him, you know, do something different. Right. This, what do you say? It's not funny anymore. Try different jokes. <laughs> right. People was looking at me like I'm sniffing coke. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean we we there right now. <laughs> so in, any day now, any any time now. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I don't know. As fucked up as it is, I hope when he's strapped to that bed, I hope somebody he loves and he's listening to is actually talking to him. Ah, uh, you and me both, man. Ah, uh, that, that was that was very depressing. Doc. That was <laughs> a very morbid ending. <laughs> You know, the shit ends where it ends, man. I was gonna say, yeah, that—that's that, life. I—I I don't want to butter you up to go out, you know, into the real world and have your dreams crushed. So, <laughs> keep it a hundred percent for better or for worse. My man Miles Brown, thank you for joining me, sir. It's, it's always good talking to you, though. Likewise, my man. All right, and that brings my conversation with Miles Brown to a conclusion. Again, want to thank Miles for joining us. Uh, as far as this show, this was kind of a one-off. I don't want to. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. This is not going to become a regular thing again or not in the foreseeable future, I would say. But, yeah, if something random happens or if I need a vent or I feel like I, you know, I could have a good conversation with somebody on someone. uh, You may or may not see these these pop up randomly. Till then, you can always catch Mixtape, the podcast with Coley, Mick and myself. Uh, You guys have been wonderful amazing and supporting that i we appreciate that smash that subscribe button hit that five stars uh let us know how you feel about it we're definitely going to keep that going and have a good thanksgiving i wanted to get this out happen kind of randomly but the timing you know let's see if we can give them you know a little something extra to listen to so if you are at the airport or doing some driving on a bus on a train at work, again, hopefully you get that time and a half. Hopefully you get the day off. Hopefully you get to chill with some family. Hopefully you get to eat some good food, something. Find your your 3%. Because I know another thing I learned on Twitter, not everybody likes Thanksgiving. So find your 3%. As always, as always, as always, thanks for the support and stay righteous. <laughs>